This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Hey, joining me on the phone today is Alan Hewitt, who is the decades-long keyboardist for the movie Blues, and he will be here at Ramshead on stage on Monday, October 4th at 7.30 p.m. The doors will open at 6.30, and you are bringing your new, that's not, not new, but your latest project, Alan Hewitt and One Nation, to Ramshead on stage. How are you today? Very good, John. How are you? Yeah, we're really excited to get to Ramshead. Yeah, this is the the kind of second incarnation of, of Alan Hewitt and One Nation, and, and uh, we're really having a good time doing it. And of course, we did a new record and and are getting ready to go out and play. First things first, I mean, you are yourself a jack of all trades, and I guess the axiom goes that you know, you're know you a jack of all trades but master of none, but you've really kind of disproven that. I mean, you have a multi-instrumentalist. You've gone from being a drummer to the keyboards, and when you look at where you've worked and what you know, genres of music that you've played, it kind of blows my mind. I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Warrant, Moody Blues, and One Nation. I mean, okay, the Moody's to One Nation is not too big of a jump, but boy, you, you know, you're all over the place and you do it so well no matter where you go, which is really amazing. I mean, how did you, how did that come about? Or is it just in, inherent? Well, yeah, thank you, John. It's, it's pretty much, um, I think, survival. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's you know, I've gotten asked to do different projects throughout the years, and I just kind of dove in and taken them on. Like with Earth, Wind, and Fire, that was that was a really cool thing, which I ended up working with them for about six years, six, seven years, with Maurice directly, like, co-producing things. So that was really enjoyable, and, and he was a really cool mentor to have. And then, you know, things just segue as you write songs for different people and you you know people get to know you and they they like you and and they like your work and it, it moves on from there so it's really neat um same with the moody blues and, and all the other things uh, one alan and one nation was kind of a, a thing that came up to expand the territories of, of where i wanted to go musically so um i've always liked you know prog progressive rock and fusion a la Chick Corea, Return to Forever, and Weather Report, and Yes, and, and Genesis, and all the events. So, so that's how that kind of took hold. Interesting. Well, how, did, how did you make the switch from drumming to keys? Uh, it was there again. It was um, I was at Berkeley, and I really started getting into vibes and, and piano. And eventually, over the next couple of years, I, I decided to, you know, I wanted to just kind of like concentrate on keyboards and writing. Um, that's where that kind of came from, you know, to be more of an in a composer mode, um, which the drums are great, but they limit you as far as certain things. So, so that's that's really what took me there. And um, speaking of, I don't play drums very well anymore. So it's like you. Can't, you do have to kind of devote and focus on the things that you're, you know, you want to go for. Right, right. You know, congratulations on the release of the new album. It's called 2021, and it, we are recording this just before it's releasing, but it's coming out on September 17th. And again, Alan Hewitt and One Nation will be here at Ramshead on stage on October 4th, which will be a 7.30 show with the doors opening at 6.30. You can get tickets at ramsheadonstage.com. I would recommend going and getting them fairly soon because they are selling out pretty quickly, and uh, I imagine that will be sold out. But what can we expect out of this latest album and you and One Nation? 
um, the the, the uh, album's coming out, like you said, September seventeenth, and there is um, you can go and see the trailer and some of the videos on Alan Hewitt and One Nation dot com. So there, everything is there, including you know our tour that's coming up, and of course in Ram's Head, what we plan on doing, we're going to do songs from the first record, which was called Evolution, and then songs from this new record. And I call them records, but albums. <laughs> and and then um, we're also going to do a couple surprise songs from the Moody Moody Blues that that I do with the all you know the different incarnations of that group. So it should be a fun night, and I'm hoping to see a lot of the Moody Blues fans out there and everybody else too. Well, so do you do get you, out there? Do you have a do you have a preference as to Alan Hewitt and One Nation is Alan Hewitt and One Nation? I mean, that's you. Okay, the Moody's, I don't believe, are anybody in particular because they belong to all of us. Okay, they don't belong to any yeah. of you guys anymore. They belong, <laughs> they belong to us. Um, yeah. do, you, do you have a preference? I mean, musically, professionally, do you get more out of playing in a you know, iconic band like the Moody Blues or you know, the creativity that's you know, just 100% you in your band? Well, my band, not just 100% me, I, the guys in the group are just really great players and, and uh, they really contribute a lot to the, to, you know, the final sound of this, this band. So it's really cool. And it's neat being in a band again. I love playing in all aspects. I, the Moody's are really great to, um, band to play with. The guys are super and I love the music. So, you know, as long as you, you love the music and your heart's in it, that's what's important to me. I can't do things that my heart isn't into. So that that's really the the, the main element for me is to have have that uh, total love and you know your your soul is, is is into that music that you're playing. Well, that sort of tells me why Maurice picked you to work with them with Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, you know, if you, you, know, you get the uh, you know get the heart and the soul into it, and you and you do it. It's funny that you'd mentioned uh, you still call them albums and. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and said, you know, there's, I'm so glad that live music is back on the road after a year and a half of, you know, no offense to your living room, but I'm sick of seeing you playing, you know, playing, playing well, yeah. whatever in your living room. It's a, you know, it's a great house and everything else, but you know, it's gotta be so great to get back on. And there's nothing like live music to really appreciate it. And, you know, second thing would be an album. And then you you know it goes down the line there from CDs into streaming and everything else. But I mean, I guess this is sort of thrilling for you to get really back on the road again with obviously the challenges. Oh yeah, it is. And we're I mean we all kind of I because I told everybody you know this is not going to be an easy thing. But and we took a vote and we all wanted to go for it. So you know it's going to be a lot of fun and we're basically doing it so we can go out and play the music you know and we want to have that contact with with people and and stuff and of course there's going to be there's going to be some things along the way but all the places that we're playing are um practicing safe distancing and you know all the kind of things that need to be done now to to make it safe for people to come to the shows so they should be all pretty secure about as much as you can and coming to join a nice evening with us and interacting and, and so that's that's what it is going to be great who, who would who would have thought you would have needed to add all this crap into your rider <laughs> i know <laughs> i know it's, it's amazing well, it's amazing I, I, I'll, t I'll tell you what let's say when you get down here in annapolis i know that you've been here before 
early, you've done your sound check, and you're walking around down at City Dock, and some random Joe on the street comes up to you and says, hey, you know, what's up? And you said, oh, I'm playing at Ram's Head, and I've got a spare ticket. You want to come see me? And he goes, eh, I don't know. I'm not sure about it. What song do you tell him to go listen to to make sure he puts his ass in the seat a little bit later on that night? <laughs> well, there's a couple, but uh, the one that we're kind of right now is We're One Nation, that song. It's, it kind of depicts exactly what the situation is in the world right now. And it has has some neat elements of uh, days gone by as far as in progressive rock music. You know, it has elements of Genesis and it has elements of Yes. And, and then, of course, it has the elements of, of our band that are all tossed in there. So that's what a lot of people seem to have liked that song. And then, But there's a lot of other gems in there, too, that have, you know, some of my influences of you know like moody blues and and all the and from the past the return to forever we kind of we kind of have a uh, stream of consciousness in the music because the we we go from instrumentals to to uh you know vocal songs really fluidly and it's it's kind of a mix because um we have almost half and half uh, is how it works and and uh it's kind of a neat mix to, to do that because there's some quite complicated music, you know, but but still can be understood, you know. Sure. By everybody. And and I'll tell you, you know, so you've, I've saw that you did a lot of stuff with uh, television, and you know, and, and I was talking, I can't remember who it was, but I was talking to somebody, and they said that you know, they they never played to tour; they played to hopefully get you know a Netflix deal or an Amazon deal or a maybe a maybe a major movie theater theme or, or movie theme or something along those lines and you know with all of your decades in the business i mean everything has shifted i mean it was way back when you used to you know hopefully get some guy you know from the record company that would discover you and you get the album and the advance and the they tore it and and everything else but it really has shifted now with streaming and everything else and other other ways to get exposure i mean i you know throw it way back to rebecca black and her youtube and you know, thank God it's Friday or whatever it was. Well, Kobe Calais, I think, got her start that way as well. But is that where where the industry is going today, that the money, if you will, and that's obviously not why everybody uh, does it, but I mean, you've got to look to merchandise sales, touring. Is there a future for studio album bands? Well, you know, you're right about um, how things have changed throughout the years, and that's actually the, the main ingredient for you know a musician to to keep going forward because you have to reinvent yourself every year if not twice a year so so all those things that you mentioned about um you know going from one thing to another are really important and i've kind of done all those things as far as film and tv and and all that and it's never i have to be honest i never do anything for money (laughs) because the things that I've done for money don't seem to work out. So I just do the things that feel right. And um, they usually end up being, you know, that way because you, the intent is there. And, and the other thing is, as far as do I see a future for album bands, the album is really now the ingredient that you need to tour. And then, and then you can, you know, you go out and play and you can hopefully do all right on the tour. That's not always for sure, but sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Right. But um, I have to say in, in the level, you know, the, the level as far as playing smaller places and things like that, 
it's always a gamble. But, you know, musicians are a funny breed because they just want to go out and play. And the thing is that, that there's so many nice venues to play now, and it it helps them, and it helps us, and it's, it's really a, a team effort to make sure everybody comes out and sees the shows and, and enjoys themselves. So, yeah, I think there's, you know, you, you do the album. If you don't do the album, then obviously, not, you know, nobody's going to just keep coming back to see you unless you're a classic rock band, you know, with hits and, you know, sure. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you prefer, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer small clubs or, or large venues or somewhere in the middle yourself? I actually like them all. I like for this right now, I think it's the smaller ones are going to be perfect for this. And then, but we're powerful enough to play big shows too, like, uh, you know, theaters and, and beyond that. But, and then, of course, when we're, when I'm with the Moody Blues, we play, we've played up to 30,000 or more. And that, I love that. That's, that's a, that's a real thrill, especially like when we play in England and we do O2 Arena, which is about 15,000, yeah. I think. It's really a gas. And so I'm, yeah, more, I lean more that way. Some, some people like more intimate things and, I I like them too, but I do like the big ones. <laughs> I like all the production, you know, thinking all the lights and all that stuff. Yeah. It's still a thrill for me, even after all this time, yeah. That's true. Well, I'll tell you, as we wrap up, I mean, I did notice I was on your website and I noticed that you're a, a big animal rights guy, and I love that. And um, yeah. you see that there's so many animals that are abused. And my latest thing that I'm all pissed off about is that apparently we left a whole bunch of uh, contract dogs back in Afghanistan when we pulled out of there. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get the, the lowdown on that. I've, I've, I've gotten two stories. Um, they Supposedly, they were just they were left in in this particular area, and there's um, some other people that are going to you know fly them privately. They had a plane for them, and the plane didn't show up. Uh, okay. So I, I haven't got I haven't got the complete thing, but um, just so you know, Vita is working on tr- trying to get those dogs back. But none of that's, the military dogs got left, apparently. Yeah, that's why I heard that they were contract dogs to yeah. to do that there. And I know that uh, you're on the board of this thing called Fetch Fido a Flight. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool organization. It's, you know, it's just a volunteer organization in Oklahoma. They were. There was a Moody Blues fan, and then asked if I could help because they saw that I was doing some other things. And I said, "Yeah, you know, let me think about it." And we figured out a way to get a little bit more promo for them and stuff. So I took a flight from Oklahoma up to the Northwest, where they, where a lot of the doggies get a ride to and get new homes up there. And and it was a, so we had 104 dogs on the flight, and it was just like cargo little cargo planes and it was two pilots and me in a jump seat <laughs> it was a 10 hour flight so it was quite a quite a trip oh my gosh with, with 100 dogs on board 104 dogs stacked like one two three. Oh my gosh three high and four wide afterwards was great because when we unloaded them and then then they go to this one two shelters and which are both no kill shelters and they they usually get homes within two weeks and these are all kinds of doggies that would have been euthanized within days. Oh, that's so, so wonderful. They were all, yeah, they were lovely, lovely animals, you know, all kinds of mixes. Um, and uh, it was great when they get out, you know, we take, we take them and they get fed and then they get bathed and then they get to run around in this big, big grassy area that they have up there. So, And then I, I checked up on them several weeks after and they all pretty much had gotten homes and I saw, you know, some of the people that, 
uh, adopted them and they were you know really nice nice people that you can tell love the dogs so yeah it's a great organization day to day with those things because you know it's it's donations and the flights cost about 20,000 a month and they try to do a flight a month wow. so they they have been able to do it and it's a, it's amazing so yeah I'm, I'm happy to be with them and, and uh, do this what, what's with Oklahoma is, is there are, is there just a, a preponderance of dogs that are being turned into shelters in Oklahoma is that why yeah I'm sure it's pretty much everywhere but this particular group's out of there and there is definitely a lot of mistreatment of animals there um, especially with the pit mixes and, and things like that stuff that you know I don't want to even say because it's just gross yeah. so it's you know I love dogs and just anything I can do for any animal truly that, 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 if there was nothing else they did in my life that, that's my main goal do you have any dogs yeah, yourself? Yeah, we have two doggies now, and then uh, Zorro and Melody, and they're they're a lot of fun. What kind? What kind are they? Are they are they mongrels? No, no, these guys actually are poodle standard poodle. They got to get home with us, and they're having a ball, and they, they just love each other. So <laughs> without each other, I don't know how they do, but they really have a ball. Well, I'm going to venture yeah, to say. What kind of doggy do you have? Uh, actually, I had a little Shih Tzu who passed away about a year and a half ago. So right now, I'm doing oh. the cat thing. And um, yeah. toying with the idea of, of of getting another one at this point, but my daughter does visit from North Carolina with a couple of uh, sort of muddy, houndy kind of dogs periodically. So yeah. I've got some yeah. adopted grand dogs, if you will. But I imagine, but I imagine being uh, two dogs for Alan Hewitt does not suck for a dog life for sure. I imagine they're very no. well spoiled. When when we were in California, we had five. They were their own gang, of course. And- uh, they had their own room with a TV and a couch that they could destroy. <laughs> Alan, I won't take any more of your time, but Alan Hewitt and One Nation will be coming to Ram's Head on stage on Monday, October 4th. 7.30 p.m. is the show. Doors will open at 6.30. You can get your tickets at ramsheadonstage.com. Go get them right now. Learn more about Alan at alanhewitt.com, and that's A-L-A-N just one L or you can go to Alan Hewitt and one nation.com and learn about Alan Hewitt and one nation. And this is going to be a fantastic show. I can't wait to see it. It was just amazing. The, the career that you've had and how you've spanned just all the different genres. And, uh, I've had a great time talking to you. Thanks, John. And I, I do want to add, um, the guys in the band, uh, Billy Ashbaugh was in NSYNC, and he's in with the Moody Blues with me. He's the drummer for the Moody Blues now. And also, he was in Banatar. And then um, our bass player is from the Neville Brothers. That's David C. Johnson. He's played at Ramshead many times. And Duffy King is an award-winning guitar player from Detroit and has been in both the One Nation groups. So it's a, it's a really neat, eclectic group with with different influences so uh, I think it will be fun for everybody
This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.